Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. The boos are ringing out at the Stadium of Light for referee Lee Probert as Sunderland draw 1-1 with Luton Town and remain third in League One. Chris Maguire scored first for Sunderland. A questionable penalty was then awarded for Luton Town. Luton Town then had a man sent off in Danny Hilton and then Chris Maguire was then sent off in the second half. Lee Probert will take centre stage but there are positives to be drawn from this Sunderland performance. I'm joined by ITV Town teaser Simon O'Rourke. Simon, one place to start and that's with the referee, isn't it? Yeah, interesting display from Lee Probert. Um, I mean, personally, I'm here watching the game. They don't, when you're in League One, give you replays on the screens in front of you. So I don't know exactly what happened with either of the web cards. He certainly was not a homer of a referee, was he? I think we can safely say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but taking the positives, Sunderland played very well today, and I thought possibly the best standard of League One game we've seen at the stadium like this season. Yeah, I've just put a tweet out. Actually, the first thing I wanted to say is I thought it was a genuinely excellent football match from yeah, start to finish. I've really enjoyed it. Secondly, Luton, I think, are the best team that I've seen come here so far this season. I thought they played football as good as Barnsley, but they were harder than Barnsley and better organised than Barnsley. They're a serious team. They deserve to be where they are. They are worthy of going away with a point, but I agree with you as well. I didn't think Sunderland were at all bad today. Uh, Charlie White coming into the side today. No Josh Madger, of course. How did you think the service was to Charlie today? Well, the way that Sunderland normally play, I don't think it's naturally set up to be perfect for the way that White likes. It's not really get it wide, wingers sling it in. It's more sort of that line, attacking line of three, trying to make the breakthrough and that sort of thing. Having said that, I think White did all right. Obviously, as you might come on to, he did sort of fluff his lines when his moment came with the header after McGeady's great shot that rebounded off the bar. It would have been a difficult header anyway because the keeper was back on his feet, but let's face it, he made a mess of it. So do you think this is a point gained or two lost? Um... Well, under the circumstances, I've got to say, I think it was a totally fair result, a totally fair reflection of the 90 minutes. I think given that there's, what, 20-odd games left in the season, I don't think it's a disaster for either team. Clearly, it's a better result for Luton than it is for Sunderland, but it's not a disaster for Sunderland at all. And interested to note that Portsmouth got beaten at home today. So, in a sense, they've both picked up a point on Portsmouth and Sunderland still have got a game in hand on Luton. So, I'm joined by Sunderland legend Gary Bennett. Gary, what did you make of the game today? Um, well, everything's going to be focused on the referee. I think uh, his performance was very poor. Um, you know, we, we looked at the first 45 minutes. Um, you know, Sunderland weren't getting any decisions at all. I think um, his decision making was poor. And we thought it was going to improve in the second half. You know, especially when Sunderland were leading the game, got the noses in front. 
And then for you know for some unknown reason, I, I, I didn't see what he gave the penalty for. No, neither did I. I wasn't sure at all. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, everyone's scratching their heads. Um, it was a poor decision, but overall, did Sunderland do enough to win the game? You look back on it, maybe a point was a fair result because you know John McLaughlin had to make two fantastic saves in the first 45 minutes yeah, to yeah. keep Sunderland in the game. He was really excellent today, John McLaughlin, wasn't he? Yeah, he was indeed. When called upon, um, you know, the two saves he made today was outstanding. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at the the, the, the goal where where they got won the penalty position from. You know, we. we, we Got out slowly. He got his shot away. He's come back off the pose. He's fallen to Hilton, and I don't, again, I'm still scratching my head why he's given that decision. And defensively as well today, I thought Baldwin and Flanagan looked really, really good. They've obviously got Jimmy Dunn coming in now to kind of put pressure on them. What did, as a defender, what did you make? Yeah, they did okay. You know, the two lads who they played up against today, Collins and Hilton. You know, big, strong, physical lads, which we've seen, especially with. Um, Hilton being sent off, it was a straight red, which we assume when he raised his arm. Um, but um, I, I just think in the middle of the park, I think we could have done a little bit things a little bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, I think we're missing that creative midfielder player. Um, you know, the lad who played today, Shinny, he was quite good today, got on the ball, burst forward, made things happen in number. To be fair, we didn't have that today. Yeah. A fair result, would you say, in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, when you look back on it, I think um, I think a point was a fair result today. I, I just think that, especially, we didn't do enough, shall we say, to win the game. I'm joined, as usual, by BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes after what was a, a bit of a challenging commentary, I'd imagine, for you. Strange, strange game. I mean, A, the penalty, I'm not sure what that was awarded for. Maguire sending off. I thought he'd been shown a yellow card to start with, and the next thing I know, he's heading down the tunnel. Um, Luton could have had two players sent off. There's certainly Hilton's elbow. Then there was Collins used his elbow as well. Um, in fairness, McLaughlin pulled off several good saves. Luton, um, you know, had their chances. Sunderland couldn't kill the game off. One all is probably a, a fair reflection of the, of the game overall. But uh, I don't think Lee Probert handled it very well in the second half at all. I think he seemed to lose control of it and uh, or, or certainly seemed to make some curious decisions. Still don't know what the penalty was for. Um, and so we're exactly where we were before the game kicked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually but thought at the start they shouldn't have lost the Portsmouth was lost. I, I felt that before the game the important thing was not to lose. So ultimately that's what's happened. But a shame they couldn't have, again, having gone 1-0 up sort of with that platform, taken that on and given themselves a cushion. Speaking to Benno upstairs, and he thinks there's just that little creative spark missing in the midfield. Do you think just, yeah. Honeyman coming back and provide that? Possibly, yeah, that energy around the penalty area, a little bit of decision making sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of huffing and puffing without, without really ever getting in behind Luton. I, mean, I thought the two centre backs, I mean, Bradley and Pearson did have a good game, and they're, they're big, strong. I thought the, qu powerful. the quality of the quality of balls into white wasn't great, but I don't think his movement was too, no, too good uh, either. So couple, of those, I mean, there was a couple of opportunities. McGeady hit the bar, and then, but they didn't really ever get in behind and punish them in the yeah. same way that they perhaps got in behind and forced those saves out of McLaughlin. But look, let's not forget, Luton are a good team. They're yeah, up yeah. there for a reason. Um, you know. And perhaps before the game, you'd have looked at it and said, it, "The most likely result is the same as at Kenilworth Road, you know, draw, um, because the teams are cancelling each other out." Um, but in, in the overall analysis now is to try and work out what the penalty was for, and and, and, and yet another player sent off, which isn't which isn't great. No, obviously Maguire will be out for it's a straight red, wasn't it? It's straight red, so it'd be three games. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we'll uh, pop and see what Jack Ross has to say about the refereeing decision. Thanks, Nick. I don't think you can ever use decisions to dis- to deflect away from a performance or the outcome of a game. So I think that's important to look at that first. And, you know, we came up against a good team today and we, we did well for parts of it as well. And um, you know, it was two teams that I think are really there for a good reason and will continue to be there. And thereafter, I think there's a lot of decision-making in the game. Not just the big decisions, I just felt in general that I found um, peculiar. Um, you know, and I, I suppose in a way to describe it is I don't think he had a particularly good game. Um, no, I think you're allowed to say that because I've had poor games as a player and I've had poor games as a manager. Um, and how it influenced the outcome of the game, very difficult to say, but there were obviously important decisions within the game as well. I, my initial reaction was both sending offs, I don't think either of them were. I thought that potentially the, the, the last one by James Collins and Jack that he gets a yellow card for, if there's any of the three are going to be a red card, that would be it. Um, I didn't really think Danny Hilton's was. I thought it was a caution at best. And Chris, I asked the fourth official, was sent off for a stamp. He's not stamped him. There's no point in um, looking at it another way. If that's what he's been said, Ed Cardi for, he didn't. So uh, these are a lot of big decisions that were maybe incorrect through the game. Um, Josh Major, yes. much talk about him not being in the squad. Is, it, is there anything sinister I should read into that? No, I mean, I understand why you're asking, and um, I understand. Um, what people's perception of it might be but one it's not in Josh's character um, two there's nothing else going on <laughs> regards on leaving the club and three um, doctor was at his house this morning to make sure he was okay and um, he's not unwell you know, he took unwell I got first got um, information about it about 10 o'clock last night and didn't get any better through the night and deteriorated this morning so um a stomach bug which happens I understand why people read more into it but it's as straightforward as Competition for places now Jack Catamull coming back against Scunthorpe how vital will that be for him? Well yeah it, we we um, we need it because uh, much is made of our squad and I don't really ever comment on other team squads budgets whatever it might be and there's a lot of rubbish that's spoken about ours at times as well um, in reality it was we've been stretched a lot this season and today you've seen that we um, we had limited options to degree on the bench not the calibre of player but just positionally um, you know and then to try and obviously win the game becomes a bit more challenging when you don't have a huge amount of options to change it in forward areas um, and even probably start the second half we could have maybe done something as you mentioned maybe another player available in the middle of the pitch so having Lee back will help it's a starting point you know and then it's obviously you hope Josh has recovered you hope that Chrissy's red card is Indeed, if we decide to appeal it, which I think we will, um, because that will leave us healthier, obviously, for next week. Adam Matthews on the bench as well, pushing for a starting place, but Luke O'Nine's been so good, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, there's two aspects of that. One, it may allow Luke to then be available for the middle of the pitch, and that was something we did consider for today, but realistically, Adam only trained Thursday and Friday, and he's been out for th- three and a half weeks. So, um, But certainly, if you if you take Luke in isolation in that position, his performance level has been that good that he, you know, he makes himself a fixture there at the moment. And is there any news on George Hilliman when he could return yet? Um, no, we we suspect it may be post this little mini break we're going to have. It's not a break, but, you know, with break from league games, if you like. There's an outside chance I'm wanting to try and be available for this weekend. I would like him available, he would like to be, but um, there's the actual injury point that gets in the way of that, just because he is nature-wise. But, so we'll see over the course of this week, but I would say no more than 50-50 at the moment he'd be available. That was Sunderland manager Jack Ross on his side's performance today. We're going to join up now with roving reporter and wise men say podcaster Craig Clark, who caught up with Sunderland midfielder Max Power. It was a good, good entertaining game. Obviously, disappointed we haven't won. Um, 
good side. I thought Luton, to be fair, there's not many teams who've, who've come here this year and, and, and tried to play that way. They're obviously a possession-based side and they cause us problems at times, but um, I thought we, we handled it pretty well. We had a game plan to, to allow them to have the ball a bit deeper um, and try and hurt them on the break. And at times, we were a bit unlucky not to, not to be further, in head, uh, further ahead. Um, Obviously, second half, a bit disappointing. We've conceded a goal, but... Um, do, you, do you know what the penalty was for? We were sitting right behind the goal, and we just honest, can't, couldn't see it, um, to be honest. Did he tell it's, you? It's, it's, it's tough sometimes, because you've got to be careful what you say. Of course, of course, you games, have to, but, of course you have to. You know, I think everyone is well aware of that, of, of how the game <laughs> went today, and I'll leave it at that. Um, there were some bizarre decisions throughout mm, the day. Mm. Um, was it a penalty, to be honest? I, I haven't seen it, but I didn't think it was a penalty at the time. So... Normally, your gut reaction will tell you. You'll know of it. To even Chrissy sending off, mm. uh, no one knows what he got sent off for. Right, so we were at the, the other end of the ground, and we, we couldn't this, make it out either. He said so. they stamp on him. Chrissy's okay. adamant he hasn't. So obviously, we'll you're gonna, you're they'll look at the footage if he hasn't. I'm sure they'll appeal it. Um, it was a high stakes game, and obviously both t- two teams at the top of the league. And um, I think we'll, obviously we'll both be there thereabouts. But it's always disappointing we haven't won. But we move on. It's another point on the board. It's not easy winning leagues, not easy no. getting promoted. So I was going to say, you've got experience yeah, at yeah, Wigan of, um, of winning the league. Well, you, you know, we're dealing with we're dealing with probably more pressures than most clubs in the league. Um, you've seen Luton at the end celebrated as if you know they feel they've been promoted today. Fair play to them, you know, from their point of view, it's a good point for them. Charlton were the same last week. They had a standing ovation off the pitch for a one-one draw at home. Um, so that's what we're up against. But, but you, you seem to be thriving on, yeah, I mean, on that. You seem to really, really be buying into it here and enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm loving my time here, obviously. Um, I think you could see today we're a bit stretched. Obviously, options on the bench. We had four defenders on the bench. No, that's, that's just how we are at the moment. We've got quite a few injuries. Obviously, Katz is suspended. Duncan's still finding his way back. Um, so it, it's, it, we're in the months where games are tough, it, the pitches, everyone's tired, it, it's a lot of fixes and, and like I say, for me, I'm, I'm very cool about the situation and I think we've still got 20 games left, that's 60 points, you know, you know I, I've got a figure in my head of how many games we need to win um, and that's the way I like to look at it now, you know, we, if we meet them games... What effort we need to win will be more than fine. Um, it's still in our hands, of course. Of course even, is, even, yeah. I mean, obviously it is because it's a long season. Yeah. But we're two points behind Luton with a game yeah, in hand. We're not game we? hand. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you, know. you know, I'm sure there'll be more twists and turns, and it's important that we don't get too high when we win, and too obviously too low if we draw, if we get beat. Because obviously we'll, we'll probably we will lose games from now to the end of the season. But every time we've we've had a setback, we've always bounced back. So. Um, would we like to have won today? Of course, you know it wasn't through lack of trying. No. Um, well, we could say that, you know. Yeah, we could say that. You know, it goes when they go down to ten, it um, it makes it tougher sometimes because they sit in and. You could tell. You could notice that in a way. They yeah. kind of drop deeper yeah. and, you know, that's all right. Um, you know, Gita's at the bar. Little oh, moments like that. It's it's unlucky, but again, for me, it's another point on the board, and, and we move on. Go yeah. just come front next week to win. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And we just keep, keep plugging away. Like I said, there's, there's 20 games to go. A big thanks to Max Power, to Sun FM and to Craig Clark for that audio. I am off to the Victory Pub to catch up with some more Wise Men Say podcasters over a pint of lager. I'm joined in the Victory Pub by Wise Men Say podcasters Craig Clark, Chris Witherspoon and Chris Witherspoon's friend. Hi, uh, well, I know one. I know of <laughs> Toby Freer, whole fan. So we get a neutral view on some of those crazy decisions. And what did game. we all think of the game today? Because it was a bit, um, it was a bit mental, wasn't it? Really strange game. We dominated the first half. I thought. I don't know what everyone else thought, but we, we just controlled it for the most part. But overall, over the ninety minutes, even when they were down to ten men and we had eleven, they probably had the clearer cut chances. They were quite clever, Luton. But uh, overall. A draw was probably about fair, I would say, over the course of 90. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I don't know if we dominated the first half. I thought, I thought, I thought we edged it. I didn't think, I didn't think we dominated that. Thought... Well, for the first 20 minutes, they they were on top. But I thought there was a, after we scored, we were I th- kind I of. Looked, I thought we were fairly comfortable after we scored, but I, I still don't think we created much. And I thought, I thought it was much of a much this. I thought second half in fairness, I thought, I thought was excellent. Yeah, he was really good. And I, I thought, like. Like you just said, Craig, I think um, even after the 10 men, I must have it when we went down to 10 men, obviously you're happy. But one of the things I thought was we've struggled with great teams down the season, and that's a bit proved. I, I don't think we ever looked like scoring, apart from uh, White should have scored. I mean, we did hit the bar. Um, but apart so, from that, and that was out and out, really, that's a long range, that's a long range strike. I don't think we ever looked like breaking them down. So I think I would agree, I think it draws a fair result. As a neutral, Toby, who stood out? Yeah, well, the goal, well, it was all looting until you scored the goal. The goal came from nowhere. Um, we got a lucky ricochet and the boy it opened up for the, for the lad to slot in. And fair enough. And then, yeah, it was one of them looting. Didn't really create much after he went down. Your boy, the keeper, I was impressed with him. He pulled out some big saves in that first half. Especially that first one. Man. It was top, I thought it was top corner. Yeah, I thought it was a goal. And it was, I, I was, I was, because I was up in the looting end, because my, mate, my mate's a looting fan, so I was up in there. And we were right behind it. And it was, I was like, I was like, everyone thought it was in when it was around, and we pulled it out, and it was like, top notch. But yeah, no, um, in terms of, I was kind of probably looking at a few boys from Luton. I thought Luton played some good football, and like you said, you definitely had a good I, I think that's probably the best game I've seen at the stadium like this season, you know? I, I think so, I think, yeah. Um, for, for like, for kind of, in terms of technical ability and drama, obviously yeah. we've had better games where we've won better, and... We've had games where I've scored better, Barnsley and stuff like that. But it's I thought that was we were consistent. Because when when we played Hull last year, we were oh, talking the before, worst game I've ever seen in my life. Last year, a game with Hull in, I don't believe. But he walked in here before and he said that was actually a really good game to watch. Uh, it was. It, was it wasn't. Awesome. Well, League One's fucking yeah. mint. There's there's some when you get two of the teams who are in the top sort of eight, I would say. The uh, there's some quality there. There's players with ability, uh, technical ability. I think our squad at the minute looks like a bit of a hodgepodge in that regard. We've got like some technicians. I thought actually I've criticised them. I thought McGeek was fantastic, especially in the first half. Yeah, I thought O'Nine had a fantastic game, and he looks technically as a player. I didn't think looked like he had it technically. He does now. 
Um, the right back, 09, thought he played well. Ross after the game is kind of, I think he's hoping to move him into midfield yeah, again well, because Matthews is back. And I would say that's a really positive that he sees that because we lack a bit of mobility in midfield at the I moment. Think, well, you miss the striker. You miss a striker, that uh, white was yeah, yeah. I think today. I don't, I don't think he offered anything. I think today, it, mate. He struggled, didn't he? he was out, today showed that, like, all the. The people who said, right, if we lose Madge, we'll just get someone else in, it's not going to be that easy. Because I think, as much as I still don't think Wags fit, but I watched it today, man, he didn't, he didn't offer anything up top. Um, well, that, that's, I think Toby said much the same thing, and some of the service wasn't great. But I was I was talking about a chance uh, with someone earlier that Kim Bjorka had. He sort of headed it, it was a bit weak, and the keeper just grabbed it. Now, that's the kind of chance I would expect White to bury, but White never really got near a chance like that. Now, for Kim Bjorka to do that within about five minutes of being on, okay. Did anybody see his overhead kick that went wrong? That yes. Was... <laughs> it was just like, so from where I sit, there was just a line of people, and then all of a sudden these two legs appeared out of nowhere. You're like, who the hell what, that What's happened? Yeah, I think, and I, I agree, and I think there, there was times when it. I, th- I think he's still not fit. I think obviously, yeah. like it's it's new for him, and then he, he hasn't played much with these people. But there was there was times when you were watching White, and you're thinking if it was Madger up top, he would. And I know he gets some stick for not, not holding the ball up or whatever, but he would know where to be. And there was times when I was watching the day, and, and White was nowhere near where the ball was going to be. And I, I don't think it helped, man. I don't oh, think it helped. Are, are we are we but, buying that Madger's ill or? You tell me. <laughs> Sounds like he's gone if he's. Jack, Jack Ross said that the doctor's been round. Um, <laughs> he said that he trusts the players. I hope not. But it's interesting time. The first when I when I heard that the first thing I thought of was um, I think it was Corey. Remember when he when there was rumours he was going to be off? Right. It was all eyes. And that's it. Just because of the timing. Now I'm not saying that's well, what happened. Even if I think if you just take the game in isolation, and we've talked about Wyke, and yes, he's had injuries, and yes, he's still playing his way back to fitness. But there are clearly the technical difference between Wyke and Madger is really obvious. In that, in that, Madger is a player who's come through a, what was a prospect, sort of, a, and it still is in ostensibly a Premier League academy. And White's a League One footballer. Now, that's not insulting Charlie Wake, it's just a fact. It's that's a, the level. He's got a decent goal scoring record. He's just going to It's reasonable. But I, I honestly, I honestly this, this isn't based White. on any kind of like journalistic from knowledge, but I just get the feeling that Madge is not going to be around much longer. That's not based on anything, that's not based on anything I've heard. It's just being a Sunderland fan. It would just be typical for us to be in. What yeah. we, as we've talked about with, with others, it's, it's in our hands. It's a long season, we're two points behind Luton with a game in hand, but it would be typical for us to be in a promotion position or strong to then lose our best player. That just feels so Sunderland-y. Exactly. And this season hasn't felt so Sunderland-y. And I, and I think also the um, the owners have kind of... I, I don't get me wrong, I agree with the stance, but they've kind of made a rod for their own back. Well, they the, I, the fact that they have to stick by what they've said now. They do, yeah, and I think one of the, I think one of the issues with it is... is Calling out agents when nobody wants to sign the players is all well and good because the ball's in your court. Nobody wants to sign a dog, nobody wants to sign Jennifer and that. You can go out and see that. People want to sign Josh Madger. Yeah, Josh Madger's been. He's hot ball, property now, and The ball is entirely in his and his agent's court because he scored 15 goals this season. Now, obviously, the flip side of that is this could be a permanent patch and go on to do Mountain. Well, that's at the this, other thing. That's at this the other moment thing. in time, though, at this moment in time, we need him arguably more than he needs us. 
if he, I if would say that. Anyway, he, he'll he'll completely back anyway. himself to go up another level as well because he's, 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 he's a young man, he's scoring goals. So because he's just turned 20. So what I would say about Madjo as well is, just to back him and even his agent, right, what if it is just a purple patch? Now, he won't think be thinking like that, but he may never get the chance no, to earn this kind of money or whatever or play at that level. And he might, or he might get, right, forget, he might get an injury. Second or third generation immigrant family from Lewisham in London as well. So he, Nigerian immigrant so family. So he's not going to come from a, wealth, a wealthy background. So it's, it's an opportunity for him as a professional and as professionals in any career, you want to play or do cut, things at the top. I don't think it's as cut and dry as most fans I think, think it is. It's not even, Absolutely not. It's not even necessarily just about the Kurds. It's a slightly separate example, but I remember last summer when Paddy McNair left, people were seeing way, like, if he stays with us, he'll go back up through the league and say, well, hang on, there's a championship club coming in for him who are in with a good shot of getting promoted next season. And they're spending money they're and spending they're trying money, to get promoted. But, but they, that, if they go up, if they go up the first season with him, that lobs a year off him waiting to go up with us, if you know what I mean. And the thing with it, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I think somebody like Huddersfield or something, if he ends up there, then I'd be thinking, You've well, made a mistake. Is, it, is it a good move? You've made a mistake. If it was somebody like Norwich or Villa or Palace. something like that. Palace, you could, they are Palace bring good young players yeah. through as well. Something like that. So. I think. I think oh, it's well, more important. Well, I'm, 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 I'm just. I suppose because the name's been linked, and yeah. uh, I'm not saying well, he's going to go to any of these clubs. I we believe, just don't know. He I could still be here. Scouts from Palace today. Dougie Friedman was here today, apparently. So, well, he won't have seen him. He's a scout now. He's usually a ball manager. But, um, but no, I mean, I, I tell you what, we haven't, we haven't talked about the referee. Which yes. Well, there was some astonishing officiating. just completely lost his head. I think he was a premiership manager, wasn't he? Uh, premiership referee. No, well, I think he isn't anymore, and I think that's why. <laughs> so that's, I, don't, I don't know whether he's been binned by the Premier League or that's just like, that's just his moves down here. Because they do, they do rotate them yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. But he was, the thing with it was, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like it was just like sour grapes where you, it, I tell you what I was saying, it was like the Peterborough game, where Peterborough game, the referee was absolutely shocking, but he actually, when he sent over off, he got it right. Yeah. He, he was shocking for both teams. Yeah. Today, today was exactly the same. I mean, I thought, I, I, like, well, I think the Maguire the, thing I would need to see again. It Jack, looked, Jack Ross says he's appearing. Or says no, because I was going to say, because from where I see, it's in front of me, but it, it all happened very quickly. And to me, it looked like he stumbled. And yes, he put his foot down, but it was like, did he stamp? Or was he just putting his foot down? I thought the red card for there, I, th- I thought that was a red oh, card. definitely red As card. long as, the, all I would say is... Interestingly, Jack Ross thought that was a yellow. But really? all I would say is, I think the referee must have, I mean, sorry, I think. a decent referee, a decent referee must have seen him look at the lad yeah, yeah, to elbow him. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I was right behind it in the south stand. And, and it looked to me like he's delivering that. Well, <laughs> there, was a, there was a challenge. Oh, yeah, it was almost the same thing. He actually like waved his arm as if he was to like give the elbow yeah. signal. Was one, it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. It was either Flanagan or Baldwin. I can't, one of them got boot. Basically, because they went up for a header and just leant into the oh, back of it. We'll cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Flanagan's very, very quiet over here. <laughs> 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 Flanagan, uh, Flanagan and Baldwin went up for a header, Lee did them, and uh, and ended up getting booted. And you're like, we hang on a minute. They set the forward, obviously, got set off in the end, but they set the forward and been running around, chipping his arm all over in the first half. I know. Like, he was absolutely shocking. There was a, the, I don't think that's why it was a drawman. I think no, I think the, 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 the linesman 
on that sort of the my end of the pitch, so it would have been to my left facing the game. I just thought he had a shot in the game as well. There was a moment, actually, the other linesman, who would have been at the north stand end, the, the ball goes out for a throw-in, clearly it was, and he just raises his flag. I mean, it didn't matter because Fulbert gave it. But you're like, what? You are clearly just not even thinking about what you're doing. Like, you're just raising your flag because it, it is a throw-in. It was just so bizarre, the officiating. There, there was a few that weren't caught. The one when McLaughlin... No, they'd hit the top of the bar and McLaughlin put his hands up. But he didn't oh actually, yeah! It was clear to me that he didn't touch it. Um, ah, they gave a corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some really, really odd officiating. It was just, it, it actually spoiled what was generally a good oh, game because it, it slowed it down. It made the game bitty. Yeah. It, it didn't need to happen, did it? Like. But I think there's positives to take with it. We're still in our hands, isn't it? It's still in our hands. And Portsmouth think, lost. I think. Um, I do. I do think yeah, we couldn't lose the game. We had to not game. lose the game. Yeah, you couldn't lose. I do think, especially if, and I'm not saying they're going to. I would hope that they don't. But I think if they lose Magic, there's quite a lot of work to be done. Because I yeah, think, yeah. I think today showed that they're going to. Like today, I would say it's the first time I've seen us really struggle up top. I don't yeah, think we Maguire, did. Maguire's got two games, three games out now. If the appeal doesn't come through. Yeah, well, and to be fair, mate, even even like what Tony said there before, I felt like the, the goal was a bit out of nothing. Like the ball. Like it's, but there was one bit of football played in the first half where we opened them up, we opened them up nicely down the left hand side, and um, obviously we didn't score for played some nice football. But it's been a couple of games now. I mean, the, um, the Shrewsbury game right, was very similar. We scored for the one bit of football, but we didn't create a lot. This is what's frustrating to me is that when we get the ball down, pass it at speed with purpose, we're unbelievable. Oh, teams apart. I just, what I thought, you know who we're missing? We keep, I keep saying this every time I'm on this podcast. It's George Honeyman. Oh, yeah. Because he moves the it's 50, with, 50 for next week apparently. Well, we need him in because he brings he picks the ball up deep and takes it between the lines. Gooch takes it between the lines when he when he's on form. Him and McGeady both struggle to impact the games for spells. They both played better than they have in previous games though. I think one of the problems with McGeady is like teams to double up on them. Yeah. Like today, you watch that second half, they had 10 men, but Bikini never, never had a Apart from me space. hitting the bar, really, apart, apart from, from that. that. And that was when he drifted inside. Yeah. Every time he was on wide, they never had an inch of space because they knew they were like, well, hang on, we'll just get tight on him. I think what we could do with, regardless of Magic's situation or anything like that, is just raw pace. We don't have a lot of raw pace. Somebody like what more? It is quite slow. I not in the way they split between split our defence sometimes. Well, I, I think like one of the big possibles from Jack Ross since he came has been he's changed the game from the bench or, yeah. or in game changes. I thought today I thought he was a bit slow. But it w- wasn't a lot of options, so I'll well, give I'm him that. I'm getting Kim Yoga because I think like what you said there, a bit of pace today might have caused trouble. He did. He, he's a bit of a hand grenade in a sense, Kim Yoga, because he, he don't really know what he's going to do. He, he doesn't know what he's going to do. It's like, throw, it's like throwing the cat amongst the pigeons. It, 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 it's, it's like it's like having a somehow even more raw version of Wattman. Yeah, yeah. yeah he reminds me look we can't and I think like everyone would agree we can't bemoan having a short squad or injuries because we must have the biggest squad in the league 
or one of. I agree. So, but I'll be, I'll be honest today. I mean, yeah, you, you've yeah, got to you, you, you deal with injuries. The yeah, happen. You are right. Now, they deal with injuries. You take it for granted how big your squad is because I think today when I looked at the team and I looked at the squad, I thought, oh, well, look at the team. They're there. But actually, nationals on the bench. Yeah. Welsh exactly. international, Costa Rican international, played at the World Cup. I mean, I think, I like, if Oviedo's going nowhere, then even if he is going somewhere, use him while you've got him. I think Rich James has been good though. I was about to say, I think. But you could use Oviedo in a further up the pitch. I don't think he works further up the pitch, personally. I think he does, because I don't think he's a full back. Personally. When I went to 10 men, I think he could have brought Oviedo on left wing without the risk of. You could have even taken McGeek or Power out at that point, maybe, and just kind of gone for it a little bit, which seems a bit odd talking about bringing a left back for a central midfielder. No, but he's, I, can, I he can shoot from me. I think Mickey Luff made an excellent point on Oviedo a couple of months back, and I think I can see him working on the left wing with White because his delivery is so good maybe yeah, that's but, a when, good point. but when Madge is up top I, I just don't think there's any point to put because Madge no. has put balls are better into feet aren't they but he can do that as we've seen him pull the ball back to the edge of, when we've been at our best he's pulled the ball back to the edge of the box for people like Gooch or whoever we seem to struggle to do that at the moment I don't know I don't, if it's with White being why, in the team or going for a different type of ball why isn't Gooch attacking the back post like he because he, he had success against Charlton he had success pre-season and then there yeah. was Gordon Armstrong tweeting saying you do that every game you'll get 10 goals a season and he's just stopped doing it I'm not sure what whether it's a co- little bit of a, he's, he's played a lot of football hasn't he yeah he has um, people are getting half dips I'm, I'm a fan of his but I just think he's dropped off anyway we'll probably leave it for there today because we've got content coming out of our ears yeah we've got lo- loads of good stuff you've been interviewing Lee Catamull today uh, yeah I was brought to Lee and uh, Max as well I'll tell you what Lee all the lads. <laughs> all the big guns. Yeah. No, we, we've got some good stuff. Hopefully, it's recorded properly anyway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, we'll also have some stuff in there you'll have either heard or will hear from Tim from Germany, who's been over covering their game uh, for a report that they're yeah, doing. Craig, Craig, uh, Craig Clark's it, like Sunderland's tour guide now. He yeah. just brings foreigners over and shows them t- around. Take them to the Peacock. <laughs> and uh, take him to St Martin in the uh, Roman Did these ever get reciprocated? Like, yeah. He wants us to. He said you should come over, and I was like, well, to be fair, Germany is m- amazing. Do you, need ca- do you need a cameraman? Is he from Sunderland originally? No, no. So he's recovering it for build. Anyway, I'm going to end the pod now because this conversation is just going to keep going on and on. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.